Okay, family, it's time to come to the table. Dinner is ready. Oh, good. All right. Here you go. Hey, quit pushing. There's plenty of room. Come on. Oh, now, before we eat, folks, I would like everyone to mention something that you are particularly thankful for. Well, I'm thankful for my friends. Um, I'm thankful for our home. I'm thankful for all the freedoms we have. I, I, I'm thankful that, that Toledo is finally going to get a gambling casino, so I don't have to go to Detroit anymore. <laughs> oh, bravo. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for food. I'm thankful for children and grandchildren who are willing to travel to be together. And, and I'm thankful for Advanced Squad Leader. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads, the one and only netcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. Hello, friends. That's Dave over there, and I'm Jeff. We're your hosts. Welcome. Welcome, one and all. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm all right. Even I actually knew that. In spite of the Bears' loss. Oh, I'm pa- sorry. Uh, Patriots 30 to, I don't know, it was fiasco. But anyway. Sorry for your loss. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll see him again in the Super Bowl. And get whomped by him one more time. Okay. And that's that's <laughs> it for the sports update. That's it. Here's my update about sports. I still don't watch any. <laughs> <laughs> so I do know what it is, though. I do know what sports are. Do you know that this show is brought to you by kind donations from listeners like Jack and Jay and Nick? Thank you very much. Thank you, you very for, much, gentlemen. Yeah, generous Generous donation, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Why, my accountant called and said, we really shouldn't take any more donations because he can't keep up. <laughs> he just, we don't know what to well, do with all the money. Yeah, we might be able to pay for our couple days at the ASL Open. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. Yeah, coming up April 1st-ish, I think, 1st, 2nd, mm-hmm. 3rd, or something like that. Yes, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I, we should also, uh, I think, upgrade our... Our voices, maybe, and I, I'm about thinking about getting my hair dyed. I still don't have a state-of-the-art stuff to do my dyeing your hair. The gray is so nice. I, I don't know. Why not? But I like the beard you're sporting, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a mustache separate from a soul patch separate from a goat's beard yeah. on the bottom. Did you invent this? I don't know. It could be. Yeah, it could be. I, I have never it. seen it before. Yeah. How's it look? It looks really good. Yeah. You have a nice long face, so this is getting a little strange for me. Let's... <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, my beard should come back on soon. Just a little bit. Yeah, you, where's yours? It's still inside the head. It's going to grow you, out yeah, soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, people always say, are you growing a beard? No, I said, no, I'm just, I just stopped shaving. <laughs> but... um. So, do you, do you have special occasions that uh, prompt your growing tend, of the facial hair? Put it on around right around the break before January first. Oh, I see. And then leave it on until 
uh, into the school play, so I look more like an artsy type directing the school play. Oh, I gotcha, yeah. I could see how that would be really effective. Does it make the play any better? Yes, shows are much better. Yeah, it nice. affects everything. The groupies must really like it. They do. like to run their fingers through it. Well, should we jump right into some... Yeah, let's talk about Advanced Squad Leader. What do you think? I was thinking Listener Mail. Listener Mail, it's time. They slowing down. They sound a little slow tonight. It's the cold weather. Oh, that'll do it. All right, listener mail. I have the first one, Jeff. Okay, take it away, Dave. No, I don't mean take it actually out of the room. You can. Well, this says I'm another foreign listener from Vancouver, Canada. Dave, Canada is the country bordering Washington, Idaho, Montana, <laughs> North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine to the north, and Alaska. To the east. Is that the 42nd parallel? Ish? Ish. Yeah. Or the 44. Oh, yeah, I guess it is Ohio up there. What was the slogan? 4440 or fight or something? 4440 or fight. Yeah. Yeah. James K. Polk. And he says, he says, sorry, I'm sure you're sick of that joke by now. You've just finished episode 41, had a right to congratulate us on an outstanding podcast. I've listened to every show, but episode 41 with the interview with Ken Smith deserves the effort of my writing. Your unique blend of fascinating topics, relatively new book and film reviews, and continuing box art. Beer tips, humor, and obvious joy in the game of Advanced Squad Leader never fails to entertain me. And here's the thing. I don't even play Squad Leader. Oh, my God. Never played a game in my life, although I acquired these starter kits as a result of our podcast. In short, keep up the good work and keep up the interviews that give a unique view on Squad Leader and, by extension, other games through people like Ken. Great stuff. He also sent a small donation, as we said. Thank you, Jay. Wow, that's really nice. I wonder what he does play, or does he play? He did not say. That's really, that's extraordinary. Yeah. Very nice to hear. Well, thank you, Jay. Uh, I've got one here. Let's see, who's this from? Well, we'll find out when Jack. I'm done reading it. Oh, this is from Jack, okay. Uh, in episode 40, you were talking about Out of the Attic number one. I missed that one, too, but for a few weeks ago, I googled a German internet store, which is www.ugg.de. Clicked on Multiman Publishing, and guess what? They still sell Out of the Attic number one. And the price was even low. That's Some kind of pound point price. 8.40 euros. Oh, euros. Yeah. Not euros, but... Euros. That's a sandwich. Oh, I thought... Oh. Uh, euros. And since today, I'm the proud owner of it. Oh, and since today, I am the proud owner of it. I've got to get my eyes fixed. In case you're still interested, there may be some copies left. P.S. I also bought the C4 corner cutter. Not that I will ever use it, but you convinced me that living without it isn't an option. <laughs> Thank you for supporting our sponsor. <laughs> Which is true. Even if you don't use it, you're just going to feel better about yourself. And it takes off pounds. I also started collecting a lot of shrink-wrapped ASL products. But having listened to all the shows, I'm sure there will be a day when I open them and become hooked forever. Thanks for all your efforts. And... Uh, you and Dave put into your great podcasts. With kind regards, Jack from the Netherlands. Thanks, Jack. And he wasn't mentioning that Netherlands fiasco. Which no, he was decided good. to you. let that go. I thought that was really very Hollandish of him, very Dutch. <laughs> this one's Dear Jeff. Thanks for the most excellent podcast. Your podcast has really cast some light on the fundamentals of ASL, a massive help to me. Cheers, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Uh, here's one. Hi, guys. 
I just got into ASL very recently, although I do have warm, fuzzy memories of my best friend's older brother having lots of squad leader box sets lying around back when we were kids. Boy, you can reacquaint yourself with that guy, and if he still has them. Oh, yeah, there's some valuable merchandise. Yeah, you want to sell that stuff and for really high prices <laughs> and then retire. Uh, I have to say I have only played a couple games, but I'm enjoying the learning process. I'm loving the show. It's a great way to feel a part of the wider ASL community. And you put me onto the fabulous counterculture, counterclipper as well. Oh, uh, thank you also for supporting our sponsor. How about that, wow. I purchased uh, the second edition ASL rules and Beyond Valor, brand new from a British game supplier, and I'm very glad to have done so, as such purchases put new money back into the creators and thus support the game system, which is which is very true, because they have families, they have mouths to feed. Yes, they do. There's... Don't don't pirate a bunch of ASL products, folks. No. That's right. Send send the money. Uh, however, I recently bought a copy of Yanks on eBay. I was very happy until I realized that n- the box did not include all the game components. Chapter E, the divider, and the U.S. information, Chapter H, I think, also were missing. And so what he's really asking, folks, is that if anyone out there has any of this stuff, he'd really like to get a hold of it to make his Yanks collection complete. So if anyone has a extra components laying around or lost party or counters or boards or whatever and can um, let us know or post it on on our little let, uh, comment section. Would yeah, that work, John? right. Mm-hmm. And that's from Alan Hume in Edinburgh, Scot- Scotland, UK. Oh, I should have I should have read that with a Scotch accent. Oh, you want to go back? No. No, no I, I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Well, I'm not going to. This one's from Ian Daglish. <laughs> oh, Ian, our our good, our dear, 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 dear friend, who we will be interviewing soon, like in a couple more shows, because we have yeah. so many interviews from. We're still going to get through from the Aslock, yeah. And he's British, so <laughs> would he be? Would I read this with a cock, Cockney, or uh, would this be like an upper crust? Well, it depends you know, where he's from. I thought you might be interested to know the first issue of Infinity Journal has been launched. I can't understand a Infinity Journal is a publication that focuses so we going through the door. Come on through the door. <laughs> I, see, I, I don't know. I think he's probably more upper crusty. He's very intelligent. Well, not that cocky people are not intelligent. Oh, man, we're going to get in more trouble. It's not possible. It's possible. Uh-oh. Oh, oh beam me up, Scotty. Save me from... Sorry. My Skype, Save is, me from my this. Skype is ringing. Hold on. Save me. I'm not waiting. From Ian Daglish. Dear all, I thought you might be interested to know. The first issue of Infinity Journal has launched. Infinity Journal is a publication that focuses solely on strategy. It's aimed... It's aimed... Just working while he's recording. Sorry, I've got all these ringers. I thought I was going to be taken up to heaven or something. It focuses solely on strategy. It's aimed at professional soldiers, policymakers, even academics. In order to read it, you'll have to subscribe. But it takes less than a minute, and you will receive the, the journal zine for free, PDF, or read online. And you can just look at the website. Both Martin Van Craveld and Colin Gray have agreed to contribute. I'd be very grateful if, he, uh, if we could forward this link to as many people who would be interested as possible in order to spread the word. Enjoy the first issue and many more to come. Click the link to register www.infinityjournal.com. William F. Owen, he's got a Gmail address. So we'll post Okay, I'm that. sorry. So I was, 
I was busy. <laughs> what did Ian say? He's got this new strategy journal zine online thing. Oh. And we could post a link to that, maybe. And I'll twit this one out. I don't think I twitted this out yet. It, it focuses solely on strategy. Oh, it's aimed at professional soldiers, policymakers, and academics. Oh, interesting. So it could be interesting for advanced squad leader players also, because yeah. we're such a studious bunch. Oh, yeah. Smart. Smart. We're talking smart. Here's one from Joe. I'm tackling Starter Kit 2 right now. The podcast was invaluable to my understanding of how artillery works. Thanks. Well, Joe, one day you'll play an experienced player, and he'll tell you that everything we told you was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we did a pretty accurate oh, yeah. job with that, but... Well, you did. Well, we tried. Uh, this one from Nick Law. Thanks for another great year of podcasts. Uh, I hope you'll do some more newbie-doos. Jeff, pressure's on you again. Yeah, I think I think it's time to do another one. I'll call Mike. Line up Mike and yeah. Lemke. Yeah, that was fun. We had good... Uh, with you uh, moderating last time, that was good. I could reprise that role. Yeah. We want you back, Dave. And the last one from Paul. Go ahead, Jeff. Hi, guys. Thanks for all the great pods. I don't normally have much time as I'm a busy as busy studying, but when I do, it's a real treat. Although I always feel obliged to nip down to the supermarket and get some beer. May I make a suggestion? Could you invite a great ASLer to your show? I'm thinking about Joe Stedman from Dice Tower. He's a no-nonsense kind of guy, a cop, and I'm sure he would be a great addition to your repertoire of guests. Regards from the UK, Paul. Yeah, he does a podcast. I have listened to that before, and he does talk about ASL. Well, we should. Let's uh, let's call. Add him to the list of interviews. Yeah. And that is listener mail. That was a lot of good mail. Plenty of good mail from those far-flung lions across the <laughs> yeah, ocean a lot and, of, uh, and to the north. Far away listeners. Yeah. Not a lot of uh, USA people no. writing. I guess that's because the USA is lagging behind They're in other countries busy in or so many areas. Is it because our teachers are not good? Could be. You know, the horrible education system in this country. <laughs> I'm thinking of getting a T-shirt made up that says teacher and then just has a big bullseye target on it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, that was great. Uh, great for listener mail. All right, Jeffrey. We it's have time, a isn't it? Contests we have to do. Yep. I'm excited. This is our contest. This is the result of Contest 2010, our first contest, the first annual 2F Squats contest. I think I will play the background music. Something appropriate. Gio Veneza, Italian World War II music. And who's uh, with us, Jeff? Well, joining us today from the accounting firm of... Anderson. And Cooper is... Uh, the lovely Robin Hallett, who is here to help us with the drawing. She has tabulated all of the entries. Good luck, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Robin. Hi, everyone. It's really nice of you to come here and spend all this time, because we had a very exciting contest. It was a long way to travel from upstairs. Yeah. Wow, these are a lot of entries. Yeah. Well, we have nine from Whit Richardson. Good yeah. luck, Whit. And his are the... Residual fire counters. Yeah, we, we've uh, put everybody's name. Uh, everybody's being represented by a squad leader counter. So Whit Richardson is being represented by the residual fire counter. Yeah. For example, Sam is the acquisition. Oh yeah. Mr. I Decker see the is the first fire counter, and so on. Right. So altogether, we had. So we've been running this contest for a month, right? 
Yes. And I, it was so funny because we announced the contest and I was saying to Dave, I was all worried because I thought, oh my gosh, we're just going to get flooded. We're going to get flooded. Well, this with, is a huge amount here. With people calling well, in. I thought the, <laughs> our system would like ring up. We'd be getting emails. Well, we and, were hoping for maybe 50 entries. Oh, I was thinking it would be. I was worried. Oh, hundreds. I thought it would be hundreds because it's free. This is a fraction here. You know what gamers are like when there's free. You should go to Gen Con and see as soon as somebody's handing out something free, every 300 pound guy in the place is uh, jammed into a, in line. It's <laughs> and, all, and the little guys, too. I mean, it's really something to see when somebody's giving out something free. Well, we've got this beautiful poster. A hundred dollar value from Ken Smith. Ken Smith. Yeah. Brent. Oh, and we had um, runner wow. prizes. Hundred bucks. You yeah. guys must be lazy, Which you is listeners. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to draw a runner up. That's right. For we're a have, scenario pack or something. That's right. We didn't figure out yet. Yeah. We'll just mail it out to you when you send us your address. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. So there we go. So maybe we should. Uh, Robin is going to do the drawing. Dave and I are going to blindfold ourselves. Shaking, the, shaking it up here. We're shaking. blindfolding ourselves. Put your blindfold on, Dave, and then turn around. Keep turning around. Three times. I'm getting dizzy. Uh-oh, and uh-oh. here, here's a pin. Oh, someone fell out. Here's a pin with a donkey tail. Hold on to that. Okay, push you me in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch! Oh, sorry, Jeff. I didn't mean to get you in a that felt tiny good, caboodle. Actually. Yeah, here. Let's hear us. Let's hear you. So Robin is. <laughs> Mixing them up so they're I'm totally randomized. The drum here. Yeah, very important to All randomize right, everything. And here she goes. Here we the go. drawing. And it is. Well, there's a one on one side and a two on the other side. That is a residual fire counter, and that Let's means the winner is the winner is Wit Wit Richardson. Congratulations, Congratulations Wit. Wit. We know you really wanted that badly. Yes, a front and. There you innovation. go. Hard work and perseverance, it always pays off. It always Wit. does. Yeah. Congratulations. So a fanfare for yeah. Wit. I think we should write music for Wit. And, and how now, about... Who wants a cookie now? Draw the runner-up. <laughs> okay. Oh, the runner-up, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go again. It can't be Wit. Yeah. So keep right. going until we don't get a resid count. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, and here we go. Final fire. It's our final fire counter final, representative. Who oh, is, first and final fire counter um, yeah. was Mr. Decker. Okay, Mr. Decker, congratulations. I didn't write down his first Mr. name Decker. on this sheet, but he did email us. So Make it's sure Mr. you send us your address, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we need addresses from both participants. Oh, wit too, and we'll send you a cookie with your prize. Well, <laughs> don't promise too much, Robin. I was going to eat the cookies. <laughs> it's just a cookie. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Robin, for right. joining us. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Well, that was that super was, exciting. That was exciting. Wow. We've, n- we've wow. never had that much excitement on one show. No, no, never. I think we need to listen to Mr. Richardson's first entry. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Let her rip. Hi, guys. This is Whit Richardson, the ASLer up in Portland, Maine. When I tell someone about ASL, it usually goes something like this. Um, someone. What are you doing this weekend? Me. Um, driving four hours to um, actually spend three days playing a board game. I get raised eyebrows. What kind of board game? It's a war game called Advanced Squad Leader, which um, simulates World War II combat. Oh, you, you mean like Risk? No, nothing like Risk, which simulates worldwide domination. Uh, ASL is like Risk on two tons of steroids. It simulates 
squad-level combat, meaning the game pieces represent groups of ten men and individual tanks and trucks. Oh, kind of like Axis and Allies? No, no. More steroids. The rulebook is three inches thick. Oh, wow. Why do you do that? Uh, because I love the complexity and the expansive scope that allows me to recreate just about any small unit action from the Spanish Civil War to Korea. And I usually lose their interest at this point, and the conversation moves on to other topics like, like the weather. That's how it usually goes. Thanks, guys. I love the podcast. All wow. right. That was very good. That was very good, Wit. Let's play Mr. Decker's too, shall we? Sure. Hello, my name is Michael Decker. Advanced Squad Leader is not merely toy soldiers for adults. It is, without a doubt, the greatest game devised by the mind of man. <laughs> I like this. That was All good. All right. We'll play some other ones as we go along throughout the year, right, Jeff? Yeah, we will. We really we appreciate everybody calling, and we hope more people will call because we love to hear your darling voices, your beautiful voices. So great for Whit Richardson, boy. He he uh, he's an inspiration to all of us, and he likes free stuff apparently. So we'll get that in the mail to him very shortly, as soon as I take it down off my wall. By the way, if you heard Dave interject something while we were listening to Whit Richardson, he found a gnat in his scotch. That's okay. He didn't drink a lot of it. <laughs> what's, uh, what's that gnat doing in my scotch? I think it's the backstroke. <laughs> All right. So next year, we have to start thinking already, Dave, about what we're going to do for next year I for think, uh, Contest I, yeah, 2011. I like the call-in. I would maybe focus it closer on some other aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, was, you know, stories, but best moments, but then that gets kind of boring, right, to hear someone telling them, talking about their best moment in the game. Sometimes it depends on the delivery. What about favorite scenario and why? Or I think anything. anything related to squad leader. Well, I would like to we'll full focus it to a couple of question options. Okay. Right? And then, like, they can pick one of these. Fine, you be in charge. <laughs> That's as far as I go. Your ideas you, you are better to, than you mine. You have to come up with the uh, rest of the questions from there. Yeah, and a prize. Yes. I'll have to think about a prize. Oh. Oh, here comes the Budapest String Quartet. Oh, look at that. Wow, Jeff, you know what that means. Somebody left the gate open? It's time for box art review. Ooh, let me get out my smoking jacket. Well, look at here. What have we got for today's box art review? Action pack number four. Normandy, 1944. And what's the first thing you notice about this image, Jeffrey? Well, I noticed that the uh, the lettering is gigantic. Yes. And the picture is uh, kind of uh, faded. Is it a painting? No, it looks like a photograph. It's just a photograph, isn't it? It is. And I don't mean to say just a photograph, like it's all that demeaning. But when I do box art review, I expect beautiful paintings. Yes. So I look at this and I think, garbage! Really? Garbage! Oh, cheap MMP. Pretty strong cheap, words. Cheap, 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 Strong words. Cheap MMP! How dare they present this even as art! Out it goes! Out! Look, it's, look, Jeff. It's a nice little shot of some Normandy hedgerows. But it's just all brown. And the composition isn't even that good. Mm. Out it goes! Wow. Let's go to our next product, I've never, I've never seen you so angry. How about? Your hair is standing on end. 
Action pack number five. East front. What do you notice about it, Jeff? Uh, well, it's a photograph. Another photograph! Oh, what, are they cutting back on expenses and not paying artists good money to make the box art anymore? It's probably, uh, you know, public domain photograph, too. You know, the photo as art in this context, it just doesn't, I don't believe it was intended to be art. It was just a picture for the cover. What about the triangle? Uh, It is there, the the triangular composition with the big gun. Kind of phallic, really. Reminds me of myself. Mm -hmm. But... It's just a photograph. Yeah. And it's done in green. Yeah. Out it goes. Trash. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Boy, you're ruthless How tonight. about this one? I'm going to get through a lot of them today, Jeff. All right, what's next? Turning the tide, oh. ASL scenario Yeah, bundle. hopefully this will turn the tide. Hmm. Wow. I'd forgotten how. Well, what's different about it compared to East Front? Uh, <laughs> well, it's not even a photograph. Not really. It's kind of a little arty then. Uh-huh. Oh, maybe yeah. someone took a little time to produce this one. Well, maybe. Well, okay, it's got that kind of negative image or, well, kind of like... Yeah. I don't forget the word for it. There's a word for this. There is a word Ionized for with this image of the Germans creeping up. So a little bit better, but still... Could be mm. Andy. Could be an Andy Warhol piece, no? It's, it's closer to an Andy Warhol piece, mm-hmm. which I don't find appropriate no. for an ASL cover. <laughs> So, it's not worth oh, my value we time. Mm-hmm. Out it goes. More and garbage. lastly... Holy cow, I'm going to have to empty the trash. Is... Look, even the music stopped. <laughs> <laughs> this one's so bad. A decade they, of war. Everybody got up and 1936, left. 1936, 1945. Yeah. Well, it's more of a compilation of faces, and it has a battle map in the background, and it has a touch of red. Oh, I hope they didn't... Lose their valuable vacation time coming up with this work of art. Mm, sorry, boys, just not impressed. Oh, once again, boy, you are a tough audience tonight. Garbage. Oh, that one too. Not even worth keeping, I'm really. Sorry, I just, I just disappointed, disappointed, disappointed. Yeah. I think even Joe would say uh, wouldn't stop us for trashing that one. Probably not. Yeah. And that is my Box Art Review. Wow. And tonight's episode of Box Art Review is made possible by a grant from Brother, maker of fine paper shredders. (laughs) (laughs) And out it, out those go. And also by the C4 Corner Cutter. That's right, C4 Corner Cutter. And we know you're all tired of that ad with the slice, slice thing, so. Yeah. Jeff's going to just read the ad tonight. Okay, I'll read the ad. Hey, before we go further, we got to tell you about an exclusive offer just for listeners of the Two Half Squads podcast. Also, this is the original. This is the this is the uh, little special lady had going on. Yes, I think he. But still let's does. talk about the C four corner cutter. I, I believe he still does a buck in the box. He does. If he does, C4 he's going to charge us for all the from, bucks. From, <laughs> yeah, from counterculture for clipping your corners. And we went to Aslock, Aslock, and there were a lot of people. It was embarrassing how many people there did not have their corners clipped. Yes. You know, shameful. Very really. shameful. And I, I met, I personally know four people that would have gotten into squad leader if I had the rest of my corners clipped, but I just haven't gotten around to it. And they yeah. said, you know what? Clip your corners. Maybe we'll talk. So. Wow. Yeah, I got to get to it. So get a C4 corner cutter, everybody. And. Remember that if you order a C4 corner cutter and you mention the two half squads, you will get a dollar bill 
put into the box that gets shipped to you. So you get a buck in the box. It's a great product, makes a great gift for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Easter. New Year's. New Year's. Birthdays. Kazmir Pulaski's birthday. Kazmir Pulaski Day. Anything. Halloween, whatever you like. You could give them out for Halloween. Uh, so just check the link on our website to get to the C4 corner, corner cutter. And thank you very much, Dave King and company, for sponsoring the two half squads. It's been a great year. In fact, the C4 blimp has been, uh, I didn't know if you noticed that when you came in, the C4 blimp is circling above the broadcast foxhole all night tonight. Oh. And I, they're broadcasting live. Oh, I thought we were under some kind of attack. That's why I came running down the basement yeah. like I did. <laughs> yeah, with your helmet all askew. All right. What's next? I know what's next. Do you know what's next? No. Now let me tell you what's next. What's, what's in, in, in the box? In the box. This is a big this box a big today. Box. It's a, you it's should a, hear the echo. Oh, this is a gigantic box. Hello. I don't have the headphones on, so I can't. What? What? The headphones. I don't have them on. I don't, I can't get into it unless I hear the echo. You're going to love this. Hey. <laughs> All right. How much is enough? <laughs> I, I think enough is enough already. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. I got you. So what do we got in the box? High Ground 2. Hey, we got that from Sam Tyson, didn't Sam we? Sam Tyson. When we were at Aslock. Marvelous um, product here. Absolutely marvelous. Yeah, it's always great to see Sam because he's always got something in his hand for us to uh, look at. Do you want to give is, us the synopsis? Which is really nice. Yeah. Let me tell you a little about High Ground 2, Dave. May I call you Dave? You may. <laughs> All right. I don't have my glasses on, but um, High Ground 2 builds on the original classic Heat of Battle offering, adding nine new and exciting scenarios that, in total, viscerally demonstrate the hard truth behind the basic strategic concept that a force entrenched on the high ground is twice as effective as a force dug in in the same level as the attacker. That's a long sentence. Marcel Proust would be very proud of that sentence. Yes. In these scenarios, you will feel the effects of that force multiplier from the position of a well-entrenched defender in command of the heights, you will experience the frightening responsibility of assaulting such a force from the dangerous ground below. Oh, they, make that, they make that sound very nice. Uh-huh, indeed. I'm looking forward to that. So this is a scenario pack with 16 action pack scenarios in four-color print. How about that? And then what else? What else is in the box besides well, the scenarios? it comes just with this little rules section. There's just a little four-page rules. rules. I make my own rules. <laughs> <laughs> into the, now, what it is is though apparently is into the rubble rules here. Now I don't have that pack. I would love to get my hands on that. I think that's sold out. Into the rubble, but it does have the rules from that mm-hmm. that are we are assuming are used in these scenarios. They weren't in the one that I had played. So what what rules? What do they cover? Oh, like railroads into ah. uh, combined with factories and run through factories, storage tanks, tower rules. Wall hexides on mm-hmm. uh, by railroads and a lot of rubble, debris, partial rubble buildings, building roads, hexes. And then there's a set that is from Beyond the Beachhead too. Their other production, so bocage, uh, light bocage instead of normal bocage. Hexide building rules that go across buildings that go across hexides. So I guess they had on their other maps, and a little blood and jungle section with these counters that they had made that we had talked about when we did Blood and Jungle, which we still need to revisit. Yeah, right. 
the dense jungle marker or the light jungle marker. And on the back is uh, high ground two rules. It's simply Fords. Fords. Fords are printed on the board. So explain what those are. You can see that brown on the river shows it's a Ford going around, right around across the river. Not a fjord. Not a fjord. But a Ford. It is high ground, but I don't think there's fjord rules. Okay. Okay. And it talks about the overlay that comes with the game system. Ah, okay. So you get those with this fine product. And you get um, maps? Uh, Map boards? Scenarios. Let's do scenarios first. Oh, okay. All right. Well, 16 scenarios. Well, you got some interesting ones there? Yeah, and we have been talking yeah. about the variety of nationalities presented. Yeah. I think they're all here, almost. At German Allied Axis Miners. Mm-hmm. Russian. Partisan. Right. Greeks. Italian. Uh, I Gur- see French. Uh, Indian Gurkhas. Indian Gurkhas you have in yeah. your scenario? Yep. I said Italian. French are in here. And there's even the Gifu, which is American versus Japanese. Scenario HG9. So we have a huge variety of nationalities. Yeah, cool. This. I like it a lot. Of course, I have all the You've nationalities. You've got them all. So. Yeah. And if you don't have all the nationalities, you could just, I suggest you just run to like your local Sitco or 7-Eleven and buy up the nationalities that you need and because pick, you'll, pick no doubt you'll lines. find them there. They're easy to come by. They're even vending machines in a lot of places, like in hotel lobbies. <laughs> When you're staying overnight, you have something to do. Well, I've, I've got a scenario here. I just found one that looks kind of cool. This is called uh, Mount um, Estebe. And this is Japanese. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this is the Greeks versus the Germans. And the way they've got the... Uh, this is kind of cool the way they do the map boards because they've got the map boards combined in such a way so there's a, a large hill, large high ground, sort of toward the center and the um, the Greek forces have six pillboxes that they get to in place, and the Germans have to try to take the pillboxes. That's definitely going to be which, challenging. That will be very challenging. And one thing I noticed about a lot of these, because um, Mike Stubitz had called up and for the Passel meeting uh, said, let's play one of these new high ground two, and I said, perfect, because we want to review the product on the next show. I'd yeah. love to play one. Jeff and I were talking about getting one in, but we played HG8, Perun's Thunder, and this featured the... Russian partisans, who has a good variety here. Some Germans start off in this board that has some buildings on a hill. It's like a little city on a hill. Mm. And the Germans are garrisoned in there. And the partisans get to attack and try and capture the buildings from them. And then these Slovakian um, security forces and stuff come on board to retake those buildings. And so far in my plane, but I had captured the back building, which is a three-hex building, and holding never got the other one of two objectives. And no, I'm just going to hold that one. There's big woods lined up behind it, so it's great rally terrain. And Mike and I are both halfway through. But the thing was, trying to find one to play on a weeknight was a little challenging from this pack. Oh. So they're big. So they're bigger scenarios, yeah. Bigger. Well, you're talking about... Yeah, six um, and a half, eight... And don't Nine be deceived turns. by the turns. Look at the counter density. Yeah, right. For example, the Gifu, which has the Americans, it's HG9, 11, 12 or so. Oh, no, this was the other um, smaller one we looked at playing. On the back of it, Stampede at Hill 253.5, HG10. And it features almost 20 infantry squads, six tanks, Three mortars, you know, and each one of those pieces is going to add to the time yeah. it takes to play. 
It's only seven and a half turns, but the counter density is what often can slow you down. Even the d- Russian defender has ten squads, four half squads, five crews, multiple marvelous trenches, AT ditches, wire mines, and everything. Could be a lot of fun though on that one. Wouldn't you love to set that defense up? Oh yeah, with all that five anti-tank or artillery pieces and four more tanks or four tanks entering on turn five near the end game. And these really big Panzer Jaeger Tigers, those 88 LL guns. Wow. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, I've got a couple scenarios here that are actually too big to fit on one page. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I've got uh, Tigers on the Hill, which is HG-14. This is Americans versus Germans. It's only eight turns, but lots of counters. Tons and tons of counters. Tons so it's tons. almost like a little mini mini monster scenario right yeah. there. Yeah, that one looks like fun. Now, there's another one here that's King Darges, which uh, features oh, a German, SS. German SS against the uh, Russians. Yeah. Which looks like fun. And in this one, the Russians are, are again, taking, uh, are entrenched in a high ground up on a hill. In the middle of three well, boards with a big, big hill in the middle yeah. and then two boards on either side, more open ground. Right. And in this one, the Russians have to keep controlling, uh, their buildings. But I got a couple of others that looked, that I thought looked pretty good. Oh, now this one looks like fun. This is the, who is this? Oh, the Italians against the Greeks. There's a fight, which, oh, uh, that campaign you know, didn't go well for the Italians, you know, I think. And probably at the end, you know, at the end there was probably a lot of good food going around. <laughs> so I like Greek and Italian food. But this one is interesting because it's got high grounds, it's got three boards, and the outside boards have the high ground on their outside Two edges. Two half mountains almost. And then the center board is, uh, a river runs through it. Can you see the name, a board name? Is it board eight in the river? Board? Uh, that is board eight, yes. Eight, yeah. And in this one, the Greeks, I believe it's the Greeks that have to cross the river uh, to take the Italian Is there positions. a bridge shown on that, man? There is a bridge, yeah. Right about center hexes. Okay, they've added it on there so you can see it. Yeah, the, the illustrations of the boards have added on some things um, that make them, that you would use like that, like that bridge, normally yeah. not on that river. And very creative use of these boards to do valleys and one mountain on one side or mountain on both sides and all kinds of things. Smaller hills, uh, high quality. It is pretty good color. Yeah, it design. is. I thought I saw a British section that looked kind of grayed out. Uh, that's These that British the, are gray, but they are, in fact, the Indian Gurkhas, but you oh, use the British counters. But this is uh, the, Japanese against the Indian Gurkhas. This looks like fun. I've never played Gurkhas. Oh, with the two half-hill boards put together to make a big mountain in the middle. Right. Gurkhas have they the, have to take the hill from the Japanese. And the Gurkhas are good in close combat. They have those. Japanese have ten oh, foxholes up on the hill. So that'll be a good one. Good stuff. Now, uh, so you, how many boards? Hours of playing time. A lot of boards. Hours of fun now, for the entire family. What this High Ground 2 has done is it's included High Ground 1. Daddy, I'm bored. Be quiet. <laughs> um, and I actually had High Ground 1 at home. I have not got it opened yet. Oh, really? What are you waiting for? I guess I was waiting for High Ground 2. So they well, reissued those original scenarios, updated by the BFP team. Oh, we didn't mention scenario designers on these. Oh, right. See some of those names? I had Scott Holst, Chaz Smith. Scott Holst, a very good friend of ours. Steve Swan. Dave Lamb. We got Lamb and Swan. Mm-hmm. It's like a Thanksgiving feast. Yes, Chaz, yes it is. Chaz Smith, yes. Um, David Roth. David Lee Roth. He's famous. <laughs> 
Didn't know he was a squad leader player. But just Swan <laughs> and those guys, very famous. Yeah, nice boards. And you have two boards. Uh, it's the uh, new starter kit style boards. Mm-hmm. Quality is outstanding. Artwork's very clear, crisp, easy to delineate. They did the white lettering in the forests for you, those aging eyes. I'm looking at board BFPJ. And this has this creek or small river running down through between two hills. There's actually three hills on the board total. Most of the board is made up of the level hill hexes, very little low ground, roads running rampant. It does use the narrow road rules from the European cities, and the bridges printed on here, really large, nice bridge crossing that river crossing. Lovely. Love that board. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's another board I didn't bring tonight because Mike Stubitz and I both are using it oh. in Payroon's Thunder. So I've got all the counters still set up on it. I put gotcha. it on the shelf. So I wasn't able to bring that board tonight. But that has a smaller hill with a little village on it and four roads running into the village. And look, here I have an overlay, Jeff, of, got to love it, big old castle. Oh, Wow. Isn't that great? Dracula's Castle. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's on a four-level hill? Yeah. Three. Uh, one, two, three. Three-level three level hill. We, uh, yeah, big old castle. And it's an overlay. So this apparently fits, and there are rules for that overlay here in the rules book. And uh, you cut these uh, white edges off, and you've got a beautiful big overlay. God, that's that great. can totally change... Yes, the kind of the boards. I think it would probably go over those maybe boards that you have. What are yours like, Jeff? What numbers are they? I have BFPH, which is which is along along the west edge has hills unless you turn it over. <laughs> then it's, east then it's the east edge. These things are so interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, which has got a one, two, three, one, two, three, four, fourth level hill. It really reminds me of the escarpment board from the desert game. It was a big board. It was like that. It just had a giant hill thing. And that's similar. It runs the whole length, doesn't it? I kind of remember that. I think I oh remember that board. Was yeah. that an overlay? Yeah, runs the entire length. Yeah. With uh, you know, a road running through it and just a few buildings uh, scattered hither and yon. But it's paired up. Now, you also gave BFPI, which is sort of a... So match up with it. So when you put the two together, you get this the giant, beautiful giant hill, hill in the center. And if you flip them around the other way, you get the valley. The valley in the center. Love it. Yeah. This looks like a very nice pack. Now, Actually, you it is know really what this pack is. All right. Just checking the Bounding Fire website, I see that uh, High Ground 2 sells in the USA and Canada for $55 and everywhere else for $65. But if you mention the two half squads, um, it's... Like half price, isn't it, Dave? No, it's the same. Oh, it's the same. Same price. You sure? Yes. Oh darn. Okay, we'll do. Well, mention us anyway. If you mention the two half squads, we'll come over and carve up your Christmas goose. Yes, we'll appreciate you. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a good prize. Well, and after reviewing High Ground Two, we should go to an interview with Sam Tyson. Sam Tyson. Always great to see him. We had a nice time with him at Aslock. Mm-hmm. He's Let's going to talk about the product and other 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 things. Things and stuff. Yes, and we'll be back when that is done. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Jeff. And we're here, and this is another episode of the Two Half Squads, dedicated to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. And we are here at the ASL Aslock. Yeah. ASL Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest. 2010. 
or okay fest. ASL I guess it is. Okay. Yeah. But it's more than okay. It's, it's high quality gaming. Yeah. And, uh, so we're going to start off with an interview. We're going to start off at the top with the best. Best it's interview. all going to go slide downhill. Except when we air this, we might rearrange the order. Yeah, so. we might. So we're here talking with Sam Tyson. Hi there. Hello, Sam. Welcome, uh, Sam. Maybe the tallest, not maybe not the top. Tallest. We could be. <laughs> and we went to eat in a bad part of Cleveland, and we took Sam with us as a bodyguard. Yeah. That, that, worked, that worked really well. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> a bad part of Cleveland. And Sam is from Texas, and he's been on this show before. But today he has something new. Something new. We just, here at Oktoberfest, released High Ground 2, which is basically a reprint of the Heat of Battle High Ground maps in some of the, most of the scenarios, seven and eight scenarios in the original product, which came out in approximately 1998. What we did was, you know, reprinted those two maps, added two more maps to it, so you get four maps in this package of goodness, and now 16 scenarios, so we've added nine new scenarios that, you know, all use hill high ground, so it's a battle over high ground. So the, so that's really the theme, is just more the terrain rather than a particular right, so period in the history. Two new maps, like the original maps comprised a big, you know, two-board level, up to level four mountain, mm-hmm. or hill, and then we've added two rugged, mountainous village boards with rivers and bridges and cliff sides and lots of nasty terrain to fight your way through and defend. And so this is an ASL in 3D? Pretty much. Well, you yeah. have to talk to Jeff DeYoung about that. Yeah. But yeah, he's the one that makes the foam boards taller. I'm sure these will be done soon. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's up and down the hills and you know across the valleys and yeah. through the woods. To which is house we go. which I'm looking forward to because I'm sort of I'm still sort of ASL 3D challenged, where I I get messed up on uh, yeah, you know blind hexes and that'll come into place I'm that here, sort so of thing. Lots so. of lots of upper level LO, you know LOS issues I guess or challenges. So. Yeah, brush up on your line of sight rules for height. Right. Yeah, and somebody has a has a really good uh, page of how to calculate that 3D good, line of sight. So have you seen some of those? I've Do you use those still? Aids. I have them. I haven't looked at them in a while, but because you don't need to, you know it well enough. I, I that know you it don't need pretty to. well. Yeah. So, yeah, and it doesn't come up that often. So, and we haven't covered that on the show yet, have we? No, we haven't. Site. No, I want to do I'll, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll help do that. I yeah. I think Can I understand that. that pretty well. Right. With the plus this, minus this, and then if it's a lower level behind the obstacle kind of thing. Some, there, was, are, there are some good charts that really explain it well. I was wondering if we could sell a a Lego pack uh, that. Modified, and we could that you could assemble our Legos for squad leader, so you can calculate lines of sight. What do you think, Dave? You could. That yeah. would be an okay idea. Yeah. I use those film canisters that I used to store my counters in and stack them up to illustrate to people. If you're up here and draw a thread down this way, it would block line of sight. Yeah. Thing. Well, I'm going to I'm going to do that. Visual aids or add that to my for my things to do. So this is just uh, this pack just got released. It did. We've been in. Since we released Blood and Jungle earlier this year when I was on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we monster did that pack. And, yeah, it was seemed like a monster pack. That I believe we started shipping that in January. So we've been working on this one as our next release. So was it nine months to get this to this stage? They were delivered to my house on Friday, and I 
put a bunch of them in a, wow. some boxes and shipped them here from Texas to, yeah. to the hotel and caught up with them and you know had lots of orders in the meantime and, and able to distribute those and sell to a bunch of other people. So. How many copies did you sell this weekend? It's premiere weekend. Hundreds. Ten? Uh, he can't say. At okay. this point, I've delivered slash sold at least 100 copies. Okay. So that's a good Of the 150 people here, that's a pretty good result. Yeah, that's, that's a great result. People are avid. We we love the game, and we love the products. Right. So I'm, I'm sure everybody, not that this will be uh, heard next week, but as no. soon as I get back to Texas, I'll be shipping these off into the world and you know, all around the world, from Japan to Australia to right. now to you, Canada. And to you, you work Sweden. with the Frank Latour? We do exchange some with those guys, so I'll send Xavier a box, and you know he'll distribute from their website as well. So uh, he sent me a, his latest product, which I sold out of here already this week, the from the Seller Five. So it's a good exchange for both okay. of us. So we do share products across the sea that way, shortens the shipping distance and time frames for respective customers. And it brings the world closer together. That's true. Yes, it does. We're I would love to go to Cambodia and pick up my own copy, but I don't <laughs> yeah. see that happening. So can I see this? How much, does, like how much does this sell for? So the retail price on this in the U.S. is going to be $55. Okay. And, uh, overseas, we charge a little bit more than that, but just for shipping. Yeah. Uh, which it, we cover because we include shipping in all our prices. So. It feels very significant, very substantial. It's done. It's got yeah. four of the map boards, which are, again, starter kit style, cardboard folded. Uh, you know, there are nine scenario card pages covering the 16 scenarios. There's one two-page scenario in that, which is why we get the nine instead of eight. And then there's a full half-board overlay, which has a castle on it, which uh, gets assaulted in one of the scenarios. Oh, I like oh. some tricky terrain to defend and I like castle castles. openings. And, do you remember the historical context of the castle scenario? Not off the top of my yeah. head, but it... Uh, Is that where the fire-breathing dragon? Hungary. I think it's a, a castle in Hungary, one of the, the kings. Uh, but I don't think he was there, but yeah. Germans and Russians, I believe, fighting over that. This is a great picture on the front. What is this? Do you know? I don't know. That was from? put together by Rick Reinish, uh, guys who talked to uh, Bonsai in Austin. Yes. Uh, he does our cover artwork and right. most of the counter depictions that we do. He puts that together. So. This this one is a, as an impromptu box art review. It's not actually a painting, no. so I won't give it the full treatment. But, um, but it, it is a very cool photograph that I don't believe I've ever seen before of them swinging up this mountainous road with rubbled buildings on the sides and stuff and very appropriate to the product. And then this kind of coloration green down to the black and white at the bottom to help the uh, high ground two stand out lettering at the top. Which And the lettering, actually, I like that as a graphic style choice. Looks kind of mountainous, really. Yeah, it does if you look at it. Yeah. It's a little flavor to the to the front cover, which you know people promptly rip off and slide into a box somewhere. I'm sure, but yeah, right, because it's cause that kind not of much point. on the back of that page. So yeah. So, uh, what modules would you need to have to play the, all the scenarios in this? Putting you on the spot there, but so let's see. Modules you would need Beyond Valor, uh, the Americans. I don't think we have the Marines, so. But there are Japanese, British, French, Italians, Allied miners, Axis miners. So you need all of them, Jeff, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll buy it anyway. But it is playable with 
if you just want to use your Germans and Russians. There, there are some scenarios in there that, that just use those. Yeah. And I played one that just used the two hillboards in here the other day, which was Russians and Germans. So Skill and Kilke is a reprint. And all the, the seven scenarios that we took from the original version, we updated and incorporated any of Peanut Battles, Errata, and, and replay tested them, too, just to make sure that they're in balance and, and in sync with the, yeah. the current style of play and the, ran it through our playtest products to make sure we print good scenarios. Right. So there are some slight changes to them, because I right. do have the original hybrid. Right. But the scenarios yeah. are updated to, to reflect what's been discovered over the last 10 years. So. Yeah, and the um, then the scenarios are spread around the world, sounds they like. Are. The, the back of this list, four scenarios from Greece to the Ukraine <laughs> to Hungary to Burma. So there's four areas, very diverse. Yeah, yeah. from the back. That's cool. Now, Excellent. When you release something like this, do you also uh, go to the Vassal website and set up a scenario? Do you, do you have somebody that does that, or is that I don't know. That Usually, people about. volunteer and do that. Okay. And they'll, they'll take the scenario cards once they get it, and they'll put together the setups that people can download and you know, start a scenario with. Yeah. Uh, I'll ship the artwork off to uh, the Vassal Map Cabal. And those guys will put together the vassal versions of the boards. So oh. Tom Repetti in Colorado usually does that for us. You know, it's kind of like we're a giant colony of ants. And Jeff and I have the antenna on top of the anthill that's broadcasting all the events. And then all the little ants are colonized around the world, shipping products to each other. And, and then some of them go online and, and transferred in digital formatting. And it all gets done. This is a uh, economy of scale in their respect. So. Yeah, yeah. Are you shocked by my <laughs> ant analogy, Jeff, or something? It threw me a lot. I, I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> I'm still wondering. <laughs> Maybe you can draw us a picture when we get the Legos. <laughs> Make an animal. I actually never thought of that part of the vessel process. So you send the maps to somebody, and then they convert them. Right. So yeah. And so how long does that take after you send them to, to the conversion? Does that take a long time? It takes a, a couple of months. To, oh. you know, depending on the style of artwork that we send, you know, the closer it is to what we can produce from, the easier it is for them to transition that from our digital copy to two vassal versions. And if they do it, then they can also add in the LOS checking so if they, they can convert it to vassal colors so all the LOS tools work with those maps where if I just in playtest we just have pictures and they're not LOS compatible so you can't do the line of sight checks that show you when it's blocked right LOS crosses through woods and it'll change colors yeah plus that, of the vassal techniques yeah that's pretty cool it's Need really cool map. Although yeah. it, it kind of dumbs down the ASL playing population because they're thinking less for themselves but sometimes <laughs> I could use a little. I like the dumb down. <laughs> if you dumb it down a couple more levels, I might catch on. For for the other packs, there's some other some other guys. Or at least, or the they have counter elves too in the in the vassal world. There's different guys that handle the counters. Okay. So for the Blood and Jungle and for the Operation Cobra pack that we did earlier, there are guys out there that made bounding fire counter add-ons to Basil. So you have all the, the extra counters, the Shermans okay. and the infantry crew, infantry types that we've printed before. So yeah, lots of help in that world to get you know other people where they can play the scenarios online. I'd like to do, uh, and we've been, it's on our list of things to do a show about maps. How, yes. they, how they make the maps. Yep. I would be very interested to know how they make the maps. How, because some of the sometimes when I'm playing, I think, 
whoever made this map is diabolical. From the design to From the, the design, production. you know, because you're thinking, oh, there's, there's a, line a line of sight. Of there's sight. a line. Oh, my God, there's no line of sight there. Oh, diabolical. It does yeah. seem that way I don't know if they plan so, that carefully. But. It's, yeah, it's hard to know. So do you know what goes into the map making process? Well, I know in, from the past stuff I've been involved with. Chaz has done hand-drawn sketches, you know, originally to get the idea of the concept of the board down, and then we digitize that, and then, you know, by, you know make a hex drawn, hex grid filled of artwork, and start playtesting with that. And now, for production, we we have a guy in California, Bruce Cucaldi, who does all our map artwork, and he has his own special techniques for, you know, doing a layered process and getting them to look as good as they do. So they're print ready. And I get the files, download them to the to the print shop, and yeah. they produce them. And I say they look great, and we print them, ship them out. I have a great picture on my on the Bounding Fire website of I was actually there to proof the scenario cards, and they were they had already printed the map boards. So I walked out in the production room with with my uh, vendor, and they were assembling or folding the map boards for high ground. And there's a pallet full of four different map boards that are probably five feet high and there are two ladies you know bending the boards over a wooden triangle and then grabbing one one at a time and stacking them up to oh. to get them collated so it was an interesting piece and a great picture to, to see how a six foot high stack of asl map boards looks actually you know, looks it's like in my closet but you know, yeah, lots wow of, lots of stuff it was a interesting. six foot high stack that's it's cool it's a great picture so. yeah I'll send you a link to it. I was thinking we should get a picture. We should take all the maps that you own and line them up end to end. Oh, and just do a giant and map. And do a picture photo. or do a video. I should not just tell all these. Panning across. A video, the yeah, terrain. fly through. Yeah, put all the mountain boards at one end and yeah. have a big, which these will add a lot to. Yeah, it'd be like Star Wars for ASL. Yeah. And we could set up stacks of counters in the entire... Okay, never mind. Yeah, okay. too much work. I'm going to cut this out. No, no, it's a great idea. But everybody's going to want to do it now. Everybody. Put a hex in each... Or a counter in each hex. Oh, yeah. Vast army coming yeah. across. Be like the George Lucases of Squad. Would you do them in the end or side to side? I think end to end. I think end to end would be cool. Because it'd be, like, it'd be more like the Death Star Trench. Yeah, going yeah. along, along, yeah. along. Where one shot takes down the whole Death Star. Yeah. Great design, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, great design. Yeah, oops. <laughs> and then, what else you got lined up? Yeah, what's coming? So we've got some future projects that we're working on, some Pacific stuff, some uh, minor, lots of allied minor scenarios that we're working on. Uh, there's some guys here in the corner playing uh, some Kursk playtests. There's a monster scenario that those guys are playing all day today and probably into tomorrow. So Lots of tanks there. There's, uh, from when I played it, there were at least 60 Russian tanks assaulting uh, 35 to 40 German tanks and infantry. So oh. it's a big mess over yeah. over a big area. But some good dedicated playtesters here running through that stuff for us. So. Lots of stuff in the works. Should have something, at least one. Hopefully two products coming out next year. So I don't think we have any time to squeeze anything else into 2010, but there's a lot of work done and a lot of work to do. Still. Yeah. But. No, that's good. I mean, a couple products a year is right. will, will keep people busy for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Very busy. Yeah, Pipeline lots. is very full, and, and our customers are very happy from what I hear. So I don't hear the complaints. So yeah, I haven't heard, haven't heard one. That's Not good. a one. Nobody complains. No, in squad only here. about the show, but not well, they about, complain about, about the, the show. Results. Not about the bounding fire products. No. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
hope you didn't mind the title of our bungle in the jungle. No, they don't. Yeah. Uh, we've had some, I, I've had some good feedback about that show, that, about that episode. So. Oh, good. Oh, good. And we'd like to revisit that once we get to play yeah. some of them yeah. and delve into the just vast amount of information that's in there with the unique boards and um, a big magazine there. The yeah, magazine itself. Right. Yep. Yeah. 47 scenarios. You can't go wrong with that. It's, yeah. Yeah, There's still, something for everybody in there. You know, and I still haven't played anything from the MMP one that was the um, Edson's Ridge kind of. Yeah. I, mean, but I think, you know, I'm going to gonna dig, into, dig into yours first. It looks, Good. It looks, yeah, looks, we came looks out a lot last, of fun. So. Yeah. Last, last out it's fresher in my mind. <laughs> so. so here at Aslock, uh, how are you doing? You play, How long have you been here? I came in Wednesday afternoon and played the game Wednesday night and won. I played two games on Thursday and won one, lost one. So that was two and one, and I lost a game this morning in the mini tournament called the Toxic Venom, I believe, which had flamethrowers in every scenario of some sort. Oh, sweet. Uh, lost that game today on the last close combat roll. So. Oh. Now, flamethrowers, we did cover in a previous episode that is still low on the hit list called Office Party. Oh, that's right. But it's yeah. not really an office party. It is some good flamethrower discussion. So, yeah. listeners, if you haven't gotten to that episode, go back and pick it up. Yeah, I think that's episode 29 or 30. Maybe. Something like that. Probably on my phone. It yes. probably is, yeah. So uh, you got some other games planned? I do. I played David Goldman this afternoon. I haven't got haven't what to play yet, but mm-hmm. I have one in mind from the Dispatches of the Bunker. Just had a new, their episode 31 came out, Dispatch 31. Mm-hmm. So there's a scenario called Pot of Stew in that I want to play, which is a instant mess of close combat fighting, simultaneous setup right on top of each other. Oh, so, yeah. That, so. Yeah, can be fun. Yeah. Should be fun. Wonderful. So, well, you're all you're all tanked up after lunch. We got you all you're all fed. Yep. And, Taking uh, me to the bad parts of, Chica- of Cleveland. Cleveland, of yeah. Cleveland, yeah. Chicago, yeah. <laughs> just just outside Cleveland the door. Is bad part of Chicago? Yeah, I think essentially it is. <laughs> it's all one vast metropolitan yeah. area. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, good to see you guys right. here. Oh, great to Thank see you. you Thanks Sam. a lot. All right. Have a great day. Take yeah, care. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Ah, the soothing voice of Sam Tyson. Yes, that radio voice. Yes. Good pipes. Well, it's a long enough show, I suppose, Jeffrey. I think so. We can wrap up number 44. We do apologize for not getting any good rules, bits, or information. We know Rich Rich Bookie's offered to do some tactical segments for our show. We'll probably take him up on that. Yep. As well as dive back into the rule book. We're still looking at cavalry and other things. Oh, lots of goodies coming up. I've got some ideas. Should I tell them to you or just spring them on you? Surprise us. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll do that. Well, we hope everybody has a nice holiday season. Congratulations again to our winner of the contest 2010. Yep. And thanks to everybody who didn't win. Thanks for entering. And we if appreciate you your didn't support. enter, please do it to our next contest. May as well start now. In fact, just call us up and leave us a message anytime. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. All right, so... Well done, Dave. Thanks for listening, and remember to roll low... And rally well, but but not when when you're playing playing us. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. I like the way you mouth and rally well. When you say (laughs) it? because when I say it, because you know I'm going to forget. I keep wanting to say negative things to you. Only the one time. I can't forget.